Welcome to another episode of The Water Cooler. I'm Jenna Konar, and I'm here today with my colleagues Tim Muma and Katie Chesney. And today we're discussing horrible bosses, not the movie, just stories. I love of, the movie, by the way. Horrible bosses. I've never seen it. It's a great movie. So I'll kick us off today with a story that I found online. So this one says, I work in the library of a major college. The dir- great profession, by the way. <laughs> love it. The director instituted a computerized card catalog and checkout system, which required each book, all 100,000 of them, to be barcoded. She wanted this done quickly, and she told everyone that we would be working a full day on Saturday. We all showed up, and we worked for nine hours. And then on Monday, we learned that there would be no overtime pay for Saturday. (laughs) And when approached, the director said, oh, Saturday? Well, that was volunteer work. Wow. (laughs) So I think that's a really good candidate for a bad boss. And I have Mm -hmm. to wonder if that's just a teensy bit in the gray area as far as legality goes. Mm -hmm. If you're going to, you know, say that you need to work and you're the boss, I think that would be a situation where I would go above the boss and be like, all right, listen, we worked. We deserve to be paid. Yeah, because, I mean, the library, it's open on Saturdays, isn't Mm -hmm. it? So it's not like you were going beyond... Regular hours. Like working overnight or something. Right. Or, you know, normally if we are closed on Sunday, but you're coming in on Sunday, then that's obvious. I I don't know. Yeah. Although at the same time, while I do agree that it's a poor form by the boss, I mean, Mm -hmm. if you're one of the employees, don't you ask those questions? Like, so we're getting paid for this, right? Or, I mean, I I guess you'd assume you are because you're going to a place of work. Yeah. The way they worded it was we would be working a full day. Yeah. So maybe they were just... Maybe the boss was vague about it. And I'm guessing there's no sort of policy with what they did or handbook because that's, of course, talk to any HR person or employment lawyer. They're going to say that's, you know, what does it say in the the handbook? So they probably, if anything, it's it's probably going to say you need to pay your employees for coming in that day. Yeah. Right. And if it's a college or university, usually they have rules set in place, like you said, in the policy or handbook. So that should be clearly outlined. And I think a little bit of the onus is on the employees as well for not speaking up. Yes, that's your boss, but you Mm -hmm. should be able to have a realistic conversation with them. And and if you're not, then you're going to have to figure out what to do. Well, it's just a good way if you're a a manager, a boss, whatever, employer, it's just a good way to make people unhappy and then Mm -hmm. they're not going to be loyal to you. They're probably going to, it's human nature then to want to not give your best effort, maybe try to, you know. Cut corners. Pull one over on the boss the next time. Like, oh yeah, I'll be there at six and then not come that day. And yeah, that might get you fired, but you don't want to be messing with people like that and just from my experience. So- I want to bring up a boss. Um, right. right. And, you know, we just talked about a boss who's a little bit angry and just doesn't give you the full truth. And this is just in general something with bosses that can have a tendency to happen when they just don't have that level of trust there in their employees is just not being transparent. And I think that transparency is something that most employees will enjoy because if you feel like as an employee that you know, your employers being open and honest with you and that they trust you mm-hmm. and that you're all together as a team rather than just, well, I'm the boss and this is what I want you to do. So go do it. I wonder, though, like with the situation with this where it's at a college university, I'm assuming mm-hmm. all the employees are college, college students. students. Right. So then it's not fair and it's not right because technically they're adults, but there's still that dichotomy of, well, the boss is most likely an older individual. And then mm-hmm. you have essentially these kids mm-hmm. 
and fair unfair, there might be that feeling of, well, I can treat them in a different way than I would somebody who's 25 or 30. Of course, we would say as a boss, you, you can't look at it that way. The employees are employees mm. and you can't take advantage of them. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have any stories of yeah. horrible bosses? Well, here's one. Um, a friend of mine was at a higher level. And you guys have all heard this story before, but I'll just repeat it for our listeners. Um, he was a director at a business and someone else was on the same level as him, peers. She was doing some tidying up in the office because they had some, you know, consultants coming in or whatever. And she had mopped the, like, tile going all the way around their office, and it was white. Well, it's the middle of the winter in Wisconsin, so my friend walked on the tile, and this lady, like, flipped out. And it was an open office space and yelled at him across the office. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? Why are you walking on that? I just cleaned that. My friend in response was like, and middle of the day, yelling across the office. He just, you know, a couple expletives and was like, (laughs) what do you want me to do? I need to get from point A to point B, and this is how I can get there. What do you want from me? And, you know, you were talking about bad bosses today, and I think overall that was just a bad situation, especially Mm -hmm. when, I mean, they have direct reports that are seeing this exchange. So I just think, you know, even how they treat each other on a peer level – not very good. Yeah. What's that? Well, my reaction when you first told me that was, oh, no, no, no. you're not going <laughs> to talk to me. I, I don't think you should be talking to me like that in private, let alone, like you said, just in mm-hmm. front of everyone screaming across the building. Or, I mean, I don't know how I would actually handle it because, in general, you two know I'm, I'm pretty laid back. Yeah. Just pretty chill. cash. Yeah. Not, not going to take <laughs> anything too seriously, but that, that kind of crosses the line. Yeah. That, that's something where it, you know, it's never right necessarily to go off on anybody, but if somebody did that to you, I mean, there's that element of I'm a human, first of all. Right. I'm not a worker. I'm not any minion. You said they were peers technically, right? Yes, they were technically peers. So that's even worse. Like, it's not even the old, you know, boss to employee. It, that'd be like me screaming at you. <laughs> which which would... I want to. I usually <laughs> yes. want to, but I hold back. <laughs> I refrain. It's professional. Right. I'm, I'm trying to show some respect. I don't think I've ever had to yell, feel like yelling at Jenna, but you <laughs> I know. I just incite those feelings. <laughs> but, you know, Jenna had done some research, and she shared some stories that of people who had posted online of their bad bosses. And the the firehead, the hothead, whatever you want to call them, they always pop up. These angry, mm-hmm. angry bosses that take their anger out on their employees. Mm-hmm. And I th- think this is one of those situations that just happened at a peer level. And yeah. no matter what level you're at, you really should never, as a boss, like lord over your employees. Like, but it wasn't, and it wasn't even really work related, right? No, he was just clean floors, <laughs> clean floors, people, <laughs> clean floors. Wow. Wow. You and have no insight on this. Yeah, I feel like you've been super quiet, Jenna. Little well, mouse. I just wonder what the what the woman's response was when he said, "What do you want me to do?" Do you remember what she said? I think there was more yelling. Uh, I think it just <laughs> dissolved and. I know that it eventually escalated all the way to the president of the company. And it was like this issue. Like he was like, I'm doing my job and she's cleaning. Like we have people that clean. Right. So she's a director in our company. Why is she cleaning when we have people that clean? Mm -hmm. And And she doesn't need to be doing it during the workday. Yeah. And then yelling at people for for walking there. Making a mess. (laughs) Yeah. It kind of reminds have you guys seen there's a commercial for Geico? It's called The Scapegoat. And they're working in a factory, and this goat, 
I don't know why it's a gecko. <laughs> it's supposed to be a person, but they doesn't you know, Geico have the gecko? Yeah, but for this, this is what they do. Too. So, so he like makes a mess or whatever, and the boss comes in and says, "Who's responsible?" And they all point to this guy, and it ends up being a goat. <laughs> and the goat then screams. I'm sure you've heard the screaming yeah. goat commercial. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Ow, that really hurt. <laughs> and then uh, one of the employees goes, oh, no. Like, what'd you say to me? And it's actually, that reminds me of that. Like, that's what I would, I was just looking that up right now because that's going to be funny. Who's responsible for this? If something goes wrong, you find a scapegoat. It's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you missed what she said, though. <laughs> what'd she say? Right. She go, what'd you say? And puts her glasses away. Yeah. I guess it's not going to come across as well. Huh? <laughs> I thought I'd try it. So, Jenna, do you have any um, other stories that you found online? That I'll bet she does. I do. She's so prepared. So, we've been talking about bosses that kind of have anger issues. Mm-hmm. But another thing that I think bad bosses can do is be really insensitive to their employees, especially when it comes to realizing that people have lives outside of work and families and friends. Mm. So I found this story. Um, It says, I had a job working at a summer camp during college. I had worked at this camp for five summers. This particular summer, my best friend unexpectedly died from heart failure, and I took leave to go to the funeral. When I returned, my grandfather was on his deathbed, and my mother asked me to request more time off. Obviously upset, I approached my boss and explained the situation, and she said, well, you're just going to have to get over it and get on with your life. I can't let you go again. My grandfather died the next week, and when I told my boss, she said, well, you should have planned it better. You have no bereavement time left. Wow. (laughs) So this just boils down to common decency, (laughs) I think, and in, wow, just wow. I mean, that. I had a recent death in the family and our company was very gracious and, you know, allowing a certain amount of time. And there's obviously a policy in place. At the same time, if it comes down to that and it's about policy or whatever, I mean, you still need to make accommodations if you're the employer. I mean, mm-hmm. if you have to find a way to, you know, if legally you say, well, you have to make up this time somehow, fine. I mean, the person's going to be willing to do that if they can go take care of this. Or even if it's, I don't know, I've offered in the past when I've had situations to say, hey, you don't have to pay me. I'll just take off because I need to take off. So, I mean, like like we talked about earlier, you're human first. I mean, that's the way I look at it. I've never mm-hmm. been the head of a company or, you know, a upper echelon manager. The Tim Yuma like company. That. Yeah. Yuma. <laughs> Sounds kind of good. Yuma Incorporated. Yuma and Associates. <laughs> Uh, Could we be your associates? No, never. <laughs> no, offense. you're just too young. Both of you are just too young. Um, that's ageist. But I think, uh, <laughs> really, says the people who call me old all the time. <laughs> uh, but I just think it comes down to being human first. I mean, I know there's work to get done and you can't continue to make accommodations, but people died in this person's life. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're supposed to do. Yeah, you should have planned it better. <laughs> you can't, like, that just cannot be planned. Like, you know, what would happen if this person in this situation got in a car accident and the employer was like, well, you should have planned that better. Yeah. <laughs> I got T-boned by someone else. It's my fault. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think it comes down to just how you express it, too. I mean, just to say, mm-hmm. again, that phrase, oh, you should have planned it better. I, I don't know. I That that, that does stick pretty uh, poorly with me if, if you're a boss and that's how you handle it. Well, couldn't they just let you? take unpaid time off yeah that's what i was saying like or 
I mean, at least as the employee, you can offer that. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are mm-hmm. they going to do? I'm not. I don't want you to lose your job necessarily over it, but there are mm-hmm. things that are more important sometimes. So yeah, like your grandfather's funeral. <laughs> Yeah. In this case, right. closure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tim, do you have any stories? You haven't yeah. shared any stories yet. Uh, <laughs> I have a couple in front of me that uh, I don't know if I've never really experienced. I guess, honestly, I haven't had too many bad experiences, at least in mm-hmm. situations like this. I mean, there are always little things that pop up. I would agree. Nothing really sticks out. I see one related to being a micromanager. That mm-hmm. would be something that sticks out to me as I'm not a fan of. I like to know that you're being trusted with what you can do and what your skills are. Um, so I'm just going to read this one. Okay. I haven't read it yet, so hopefully it's not too bad. No. I had a boss who That's was a horrible. passive-aggressive micromanager who wouldn't do anything for herself. Once I was recovering from pneumonia and she made me climb three flights of stairs just to bring her a pen <laughs> that she could have easily gotten herself. Nothing was beyond intense scrutiny or criticism. For instance... I was asked to rubber band a sheaf of papers and she grabbed it from me and showed me a better way to do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that first part of taking her a pen, that's not really micromanaging, but that is not. Kind of psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> that was Jenna Kona. Um, but yeah, little things like that, like how to how to file your papers or how to organize something. I mean, unless it's affecting other people, I think just let people be who they are. Take a look at our three cubes and you can tell Mm -hmm. the two people who are organized and the other person who doesn't really care about organizing (laughs) because he will still find his papers and know where they are. And then when he has to move his cube, he'll expunge a bunch of those papers. Except when he comes to a webinar practice with an outdated copy. That's not my fault. I tell you guys where to put those things. (laughs) I don't know how it got into that little... (laughs) Anyway, so in this situation, I think you're correct in saying it's not really micromanagement. Well, that first part. Yeah, but, you know, people, if we all are given the same tasks, we're all going to get there differently. However, we get from point A to point B is going to be different. Yeah. I might go A, B, C, D. Tim might go A, Z, D, Usually I do. B. Yep. And yep. who knows what Chana might do. She might do one, two, three, four, D. <laughs> so regardless, we'll all get <laughs> What? One, two, I three, four, D. I think made you sound kind of dumb. <laughs> One, two, three, four, D. So, first of all, D is the fourth letter, and you started with it would numbers. Be the fifth. No, but D is the fourth letter. Yeah. Right. So, if she, if you went one, two, three, four, D, you're all messed up. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. That's Katie's. Maybe she's saying I'm being creative and oh. I think outside yeah. of the box. You know, oh. Tim did a show yesterday, um, just to go off on a little tangent, that said that higher ceilings in an office yes. can incite more creativity. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, yeah. That's true. That, that maybe that's where Jenna's getting that. I don't know what that has to do with Jenna. I don't know. <laughs> it. Isn't she the tallest one of us? And Is she? Yeah. So, she yeah. has the least amount of height to the ceiling. So. Well, how tall are you, Tim? <laughs> Tim's Five, the ten. shortest. Oh, I'm the same height as Tim. Oh. We're all kind of the same height. I just have little heels on today. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. bad bosses. <laughs> um, Yeah, just don't micromanage. Just let your people get from point A to point B how they will. I think, you know, there comes a, a point when it, if it's taking too long or if there's a lot of mistakes happening or if they're not just getting to the end point, that's where, you know, managers have to step in a little bit and provide a little bit of guidance. But if you know that this person is a top performer and they're going to get there when they need to get there for the deadline, then does it matter how they got there if it's done? <laughs> as, uh, as long as it's not unethical the way that they got there. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, I guess the tricky part comes if there is a policy or procedure. I mean, I will often challenge those things, but mm-hmm. uh, 
I guess that's where the tricky part comes in. But at the same time, if there is a policy or a procedure to it, don't stand over their shoulder and make sure they're following it to a T right then and there. Like mm-hmm. maybe they, again, maybe you said they have a process where they, they jump from A to C and then they go back in and fill in the parts they need to. So. Right. I just like the sheet, Jenna, that you gave us some of the names that they put on here for like the type. Oh, yeah. Lunch Snatcher. Mr. Grinch. Mr. Not So Nice Guy. Baby Talker. Greedy Gift Grabber. And I like Pants Police. <laughs> this is my, here's my favorite <laughs> Which one. Which is not what you people think of. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's a here's another topic before we wrap up today. Um, Heartless Slapper, this one is called. Uh-oh. He was the worst boss I had in my entire working career of 44 years. Mm. Self-centered and always right, even when he wasn't. Here are some examples. Uh, my And this kind of talks about one that you had brought up. My daughter was admitted to the hospital unexpectedly, and I asked for the afternoon off, to which she replied, what are you going to do, hold her hand? (laughs) (laughs) On another occasion, he came into my cube and slapped my hand. I don't even remember what I allegedly did. I stood up and told him never to touch me again, or I would report him to HR. Wow. And if he ever said anything to me, he made sure the entire staff of 40 people heard what he said. And yes, he's still employed at that same company. Wow. No touchy. No touchy. <laughs> no touchy. Please, no touchy. No good touch, no bad touch. Like, I'm fine if you're like, for example, when I got engaged, my boss gave me a hug. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You're happy. It's a happy time. Let's hug it out. But to, like, slap someone, that <laughs> seems a little illegal. But do you know which profession a, a butt slap is actually acceptable? Football. Baseball. Baseball. Any sport, really. You'll, you'll see it. It's a little weird and a little creepy, but it being you know an athlete and a coach, I've never done it as a coach. Actually, I don't think I've ever done it, period. <laughs> you shouldn't do that. No, it's wrong. Honestly, thinking back, I don't think I've ever chosen that route. How about a fist bump? How about a high five? A pat on the back? Yeah. I don't know why you got to go for a bro below. hug. Yeah. Like from the side. Right. So I don't know. But handshake. I'm, I'm glad you brought up no touchy and hugging because we're going to get to that at another episode here. So Yeah, just... I, I think there – I was once told in one of my very first professional jobs that in a professional setting, a man should never touch a woman above the elbow. I mean, it's fine if you want to shake her hand oh, or see. just, like, touch her on her forearm, something like that. I don't think they should touch but, below the waist either. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, or, I mean, arm wa- – I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. <laughs> Way to go, Tim. You don't um, want, like, to be caressing her face or – Creepy. Touching her hair. But I think it goes the same. It goes the same way for everyone. Like, I don't like females shouldn't be inappropriately touching other females, you know. Mm. Just yeah. Except when I have to fix Katie's hair sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Because it gets stuck in headphones. Well, yeah, no, it's weird when I walk into your cube and you're like sitting behind her and like doing her hair. (laughs) That has never (laughs) happened. Ever. I'm just kidding. For any of our employers that are listening, that, that doesn't really happen. No. no. So Sometime. I think we've talked a lot about, you know, what bad bosses do and shared some of our opinions on what they should be doing. But mm-hmm. just so we can give some kind of takeaway, what would you guys say is, you know, something that if an employee is seeing these things in their workplace that they can do to rectify these things or at least make the situation a little bit better or work with their boss to mm-hmm. help them become a better manager? Send them to MRA training. Wow. Nice, <laughs> nice plug. I guess you can't really send your boss to training. Mm, probably not. I don't know. I guess if you had a good HR department or a good HR person that you could talk to that you trusted, that would probably be my first step in 
explaining like what's happening and what I feel like needs to be done. I don't know. I don't know if I would directly go to my boss at first. Hmm. I don't know. Depends on what they were doing though, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's tricky. I think I think you have to you have to feel for what uh, what the organization normally does with something like that. Talk to somebody you trust to to get their opinion. Obviously, you got to be careful with depending on exactly what it is, but um, you don't want to be gossipy, right? Right, but detail what happens if you have documentation of something, whether it's in an email or I mean, that's always good. I don't think anybody wants to get anyone in trouble. They just don't want to be, you know, taking the brunt of the person's Mm -hmm. inappropriate actions, whatever they might be. So I I just, I think anything you can do to get something down on paper or documented or talk to somebody, I think that's what you got to do. I would agree. I think documentation of, you know, certain things are happening, especially if it's something that really just pushes the line ethically Mm -hmm. um, to document it. And like Jenna said, maybe go to HR. Yeah. Good suggestions. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, we'll wrap up this episode of The Water Cooler. Bye. See bye. See you next time. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> what you do? <laughs> <laughs>